Miggity Mike, 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 one, two, this is Rocks A Lot, and this is the On The Rocks podcast. Hey, man, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Had a whole different show planned out. <laughs> um, Was literally sitting in the bed putting the show together when I, I got the news that hopefully by now we all got the same news of that uh, Kobe Bryant had passed away on Sunday in a helicopter crash. So changed the show up a little teeny bit. A lot of bit actually. And so uh I'm just gonna jump it off like this. I wanna be the best. I wanna be the best simple and plain. That's why I play the game. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your mug. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is high. Kobe from the pack. More than Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. There, is, there no is no one. Okay. Kobe doing work. Two four on my shirt. He the greatest on the court and I'm the greatest on the verse. Going for the fourth ring like it was his first. Gotta get the gleam. Do it for Kareem. Two four so nice. My flow so mean. Catch me at the game sitting next to Goldstein. Kobe Bryant Nikes. Purple gold strings. Kobe in the game. Don't get on the For words. I mean, he's amazing. Pass me the damn ball. I don't need a pick at all. And don't worry about my shot, cause I'ma get that all. Yeah, I dropped 40 on your double team. Then I drive 81 on another team. Yeah, you better guard me with caution. And watch I work them like an auction. <laughs> no such thing as exhaustion. No time for resting. Cause I don't take breaks. I just break records. <laughs> and I prefer the ball with three seconds. And I bet we go in. I hate to mute the goat, but um, yeah, that was Lil Wayne, one of the goats, talking about Kobe, one of the goats, the goat. Um, I didn't really plan nothing, man. Like, <laughs> I, I I postponed the show obviously because you know there's a lot going on, and I wanted to. I wanted to take some time to put my thoughts together and come up with something that was that was just suitable to address it. You know, I wanted to, I want to be in this content game. I want to be a content creator, and you know, I didn't want to 
run from the content. I didn't want to just take time off until I could come back with the jokes, you know, because that would have been easy to do. It would have been real easy to do. And uh, like I said, I was just sitting here even now and trying to figure out how am I, how am I going to jump this off? What am I going to do? And I was just scrolling through YouTube and came across the, the Lil Wayne song and just like, you know what? I'm going to give him a couple of minutes of that. Definitely going to give him a couple of minutes of that. But um, so, yeah, Sunday, um, Kobe Bryant was in a helicopter on his way to his daughter's game and uh, it crashed and it had other members of the team on it a couple of other girls and their parents and Kobe and his daughter also unfortunately and um yeah it was just a big shock to everyone like I mean it just I mean it, it just floored people like talk about sitting there just stunned I mean <laughs> and the wild part is that uh I saw it and I didn't even want to say anything to to Kenyatta immediately like the, my first reaction when I first saw it was to like hide my reaction immediately. Like I wanted to hide it because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be the nigga that said it and it didn't, it hadn't actually happened. It was so shocking. And then the other part about it that's wild is that <laughs> because it was TMZ, that's how I kind of knew in in my heart, in my chest that it was true. Like because it was TMZ because Maybe if it happened anywhere in the world besides L.A. Maybe anywhere in L.A. besides Calabasas, I'd have had some doubts. But a helicopter crash in Calabasas reported by TMZ. That was almost all the confirmation I needed. You can say what you want about TMZ, but when it comes to shit happening in L.A., specifically Calabasas and all that, oh, they out there. Like, they watch these celebrities get their morning coffees, go for their runs. Like, the paparazzi, like, know them. So... You know, I I believed it immediately. And the major news outlets, of course, they can't just jump out there and, you know, we're going to talk about the major news outlets, let's be clear, but they can't just jump out there and say, oh, man, word on the streets that Kobe, you know, died in a helicopter crash. So they, they got to wait for that extra confirmation. They got to know how you know. They got to hear some official word before they can go on TV because it's irresponsible for them to go on TV and say certain things without confirmation. Um, there was an ABC News article that posted that all his daughters had were on the on the, um were on the helicopter and that was obviously wrong and terrible because um, a lot of journalists do just kind of rush to be first about shit like that and Rick Fox also being on the helicopter that was some bullshit too but um, people just rushed to be first and it was just all so devastating like it the crazy part about 2020 is that like the the helicopter is still on the mountain smoking and we already have live footage you sitting in your bed watching it live watching the, the EMT guys go up the mountain and you know, it's a it's a terrible thing. So, um, new segment on the show I do call Aaron of Grievances. Um, usually the topics are different, but um, you know what? We we gonna we gonna grieve. We gonna do what we do, one way or another. And like I said, you can't you can't necessarily run from these things. So that's not that's what I want. I don't want to do. You don't want to like. I don't want to avoid it. I want to be a content creator. I want to be somebody who 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 has a voice out here, and so I have to address these type of things. So we're gonna grieve. Um, I think it was whack that the family had to find out, or that the family may have found out through through the news, basically. 
things happen so fast that like you know I mean one of his daughters might not even have woken up yet because it wasn't her day to go to practice it wasn't her day to ride the helicopter with her sister and her dad so she might have woke up to alerts on her phone text messages and that's that's really whack too the people that you know talk to bullshit conspiracy theories that shit is trash <laughs> like some of my people some of my audience that listen to this y'all ain't on twitter y'all 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 don't y'all don't wade in those waters but on twitter it's like it's like a big ass cafeteria and everybody's just yelling what they think and the person who yells the loudest or has the most people trying to listen to them you know those are the those are the ones at least that's how I was saying that's my interpretation you know and sometimes when people aren't listening to people on twitter they'll say some random shit they'll be uh antagonizing or just the devil's advocate opposite shit so the first time when everyone's grieving about someone the first thing they want to do is say shit you know he was getting ready to buy the lakers and you know they don't like that type of shit and i don't like that type of shit that shit's whack man i think the fact that he went too soon is whack that's another grievance i have man think about what this dude did up until the age of 41 i mean just i mean i i I, I gotta be honest with you I can't even run down all his accolades He was just so great That I, I don't even wanna start And miss something Leave something out And then after he did all that <laughs> He transitioned over to You know the business side the, the creative side of things And he was going super hard over there But you know what I miss the most You know what I'm grieving about the most That he was a girl dad And that that nigga was the One of the greatest girl dads of all time And by girl dad I mean like A father of girls I don't know what it's like to be a father of girls. Like, I, I hope to find out one day, maybe. But I want girls because they seem so precious. Like, I want a daughter. I love my son to death, but I want a daughter. And he had, like, what, three girls? Four girls, maybe? And he was just awesome. He made them feel like they could do anything they wanted to do. And, like, he had his daughter ready to go to UConn and, like, take over the WNBA. And, like, the whole Mamba mentality he gave to his daughter. Mamba Sita, like... I'm just, I'm, I'm sad we ain't gonna get to see that. You know, I ain't gonna get to, I mean, I'm definitely gonna follow his example, but I don't get to follow his example because um, he's not here with us. So that sucks too. It sucks that we're not gonna see <laughs> him and Shaq joking around at their Hall of Fame game or the Hall of Fame speech and that ceremony because Shaq is a fool. And I know this had to hurt Shaq. So, it sucks to see the the pain that he's in and just everybody that's in pain over this, like his wife, his daughters, but just imagine what that Hall of Fame speech was gonna be like and the whole interaction of being able to watch them interact and even Jordan being there to talk to his little, his little, uh, Kobe's like uh, Marvin or Martin, <laughs> the little boy that wanted to be just like Martin. Like, I just wanted to be like you, Martin. Like Kobe was that for Jordan and like for Jordan to be there for that would have been dope. Like. Just picture Kobe showing up on Jordan's doorstep when he was a kid talking about <laughs> you my dad. <laughs> um what else, man? It's just a it's a it's a terrible loss. That's all it is. Like another great legendary African American man gone too soon. I mean, of course, natural cause. I mean, not natural causes, but it was an accident. And, uh, you know, you can't do nothing about that. 
but man just the man already had an oscar you know he had like five nba championships and he was 41 years old he just got an oscar right after he retired from the nba like what was he gonna do <laughs> like he was really getting ready to show us how far you could go just like all the great black men are doing right now but kobe was getting ready to he was getting ready to lead the way for nba players to show you how far you could go after the nba you know, I think he was getting ready to be a new example of like how you could turn a corner after your NBA career. Because if there's one league that takes care of their players, it's the NBA. And like, I think he was really ready to be. And he already is an example. He already was an example. He already set an example for like generations of NBA players. So, yeah, man. Kobe will be missed. Kobe will be missed. That's for sure. And uh, that's what I got for the grievances, man. Um, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Um, prayers, love, and blessings to his family. Um, send angels to watch over them, protect them, guide them, and just make it easy on them. Name of Jesus. So, yeah, just to wrap this up. Rest in peace, Kobe. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to give Lil Wayne a chance to uh, finish his tribute because I can't imagine how he's feeling today. So this is the rest of Wheezy. Top of the key and get a J, yo. Baseline, FaceTime, tongue out like two, three. Even two, three, gotta love how I do me. Practice while you sleep, practice in my sleep. Straight out of high school, the brackets ain't for me. I will be jumping over you like I got a mattress at my feet. And all Phil Jackson things, you better be passing it to me. I put the master in the piece, attack it like a beast. And I am starving for victory, and that means I'ma eat. And when they ask you who's the best, then the answer should be me. <laughs> Who's the best player in the NBA? Oh, it's still Kobe Bryant. Really? Why? Because oh, you never know what you're going to get. Call me Mr. Clutch, I'm Mr. Automatic. I can post them up, all of them all go get the alley. I'm going for the ring, I'm going for the ring. I went to Beijing and came back with the bling. Who they want? They want Kobe. And what he want? He want the trophy, the victory, and the glory. No Shaq, no Robert Ory. Not break them all, Kobe break them all. Yeah, you better be where the liquor down. Yeah, just give him the ball and he take it out. Yeah, oh, he probably dishing it to the south. Yeah, I'll give it to D Fish on the wing. Yeah, or just a little Ariza do his thing. Yeah, cause I'm great and so is my team.
Okay, we bike. Had to take care of some business first. So next up, um, usually the show might flow a little differently than this, so I'm just kind of freestyling tonight. Um, so next up, I want to call another major component of the show, my homie and yours, my nigga Q God, a.k.a. Quan, a.k.a. the son of Brooklyn, a.k.a. Merck, a.k.a. Steve, a.k.a. whatever you know him as. And, um, you know, just to catch up with him, see what's going on real quick. Ask him some questions about how things is going. Yo, what's good, man? This is Rocks A Lot with the On The Rocks podcast. Of course, I got to let you know you're being recorded. And uh, also, ignore the fact that I called you right before I recorded this to tell you that I was going to call you back to record you. (laughs) Full transparency Uh, on the show. Full transparency on the show. What's good, man? Showing. How's things going down there? Uh, boring as fuck. Ah. I, I'm, I'm not feeling. I mean, Charleston was fun for a little bit, but I was supposed to sit in Virginia all the time. Like, that's the only reason I stayed on the ship. So, the fact that they got stuck in Charleston, I'm like, okay, that defeats the whole purpose. Well, you know, there's some more time to soak up Charleston and take in the sights and just absorb the culture, you know? Like, just the whole, like, I mean, Charleston is about, <laughs> Charleston about what, slavery? And, uh, yeah, I ain't going to get too much into it. Cause I got right, right, right. Because I, I have respect for the niggas. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and I've never been. Home. So, yeah, I've never been. So I would have to just take your word for it all the way. So that being said, man, obviously I want to give you a chance. You know, um, um, Kobe passed away on Sunday. Um, I know you was a big Laker fan. I know you was a big Kobe fan. I mean, you know, how you, how'd you feel about it? Where was you at when you found out the news? Oh, man. Well, I mean, you gave me the heads up, and I just thought that was, like, a joke. Man, uh, I, nah, it got it to gotta be, like, some, uh, he said TMZ got it first. So I thought it was some, one of them hoax, hoax things, but then it started popping up everywhere, and I'm like, dang. And then to put, like, info to injury, he was with his daughter. Oh, so man. That, that kind of hit me, like, twice as hard. I so can't I'm even like, imagine, bro. Dang. Dude, he, was young. he was only like 41. You just grew up watching him. And you know, uh, it's, it is a terrible situation. And then the way they, you know, the way it happened. Man, that right there, like just a helicopter crash. You know how scared I would be on the helicopter already, my nigga? Trying to play it cool because I'm here with my kids. Don't get me wrong, but like I'm already on the inside. Like, what the fuck am I doing on the helicopter, yo? <laughs> so, yo, yeah, that that I did. A, I did a little, you know, I did the air and the grievances where I talked about some of the things that you know bother me about the situation and all that. And I didn't even talk about the fact that I mean, just the helicopter crash, bro. Like that's like worst nightmare shit, bro. Yeah, I'm like, you know, that's how Aaliyah went out. Well, it was her the airplane. Right, 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 right. But, but uh, still, yeah, it's like those are like freak actors. That's how shocking it was. Just as shock, you know what? That that's. I think somebody said. I think I seen that somewhere too, where somebody said that it's just as shocking as it was when Aaliyah died. I think that was uh, my homegirl Lamika. Shouts to her if she listening to the show. I think I saw her post that too, man. It, it. I mean, like just like somebody hit me in the chest. You know what I'm saying? Like God damn. Yeah, and I was. Yeah, yeah. I used to root for the Kings. <laughs> Back in the Western Conference Finals, <laughs> I used to be like, "Come on, Peja and Chris Webber." I had the Chris Webber jersey. I used to be like, "Come on," but like, damn, them niggas. No matter how much they tried, they just couldn't beat Kobe, bro. <laughs> they couldn't do it, man. Like three years in a row, they kept going to the Western Conference Finals, man. I was like, damn, but Kobe was just unstoppable, bro. That shit was crazy. Yeah, it man. was. 
uh, yeah, it was, it was always fun watching them play, but then I was like, uh, like I said, I, like I, it, it just hit harder when I found out his daughter was on there. Cause yeah, man, yeah. And one thing I didn't even get to mention earlier is that uh oh man I forgot what it was but like yeah it it hits hard when his daughters is on there man like that that I couldn't even imagine bro like I couldn't even fucking imagine oh yeah you know what that's what I meant to say earlier one thing I was remembering um, after I did my segment earlier was uh even after like you know the Lakers had kind of fell off after his fifth ring or whatever and shit got a little rocky you know what I mean like fourteen fifteen sixteen those years and shit. Yeah. Yo, how hard he used to go on the weak niggas on his team, though. Like, remember that video oh, of him yeah. snapping on them in practice? Like, y'all niggas garbage. You trash and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yo, that shit was just everything. Look, he didn't cut nobody no slack. He's like, y'all niggas think y'all made it, huh? Y'all think y'all made it to the Lakers. Y'all in the NBA. And y'all out here jogging and shit. Man, get the fuck out of here, man. This we don't do this shit out here, man. Like, you playing with Kobe motherfucking Bryant, nigga. Yeah, it was funny because, uh, what's the with Kwame Brown? He was just like, yeah, one night right before a game, he said, like, yo, I'm not passing none of y'all niggas the ball. And, like, that night, he scored 81 points. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I made a – there's so many <laughs> – there's so many stories around that 81-point game. Like, <laughs> I literally wrote a rap that night and named it 81 when I heard that he scored 81. You know what I mean? Like, there's just a billion stories around that shit. That nigga told them he wasn't passing none of them the ball and then scored 81 <laughs> points that night. Yo. Right. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to the GOAT, Shout out to the GOAT, man. Rest in peace, Kobe, man. <clears throat> but, yeah. What really surprised me a lot, though, like the – I mean, I know he's a superstar, you know what I'm saying, but I didn't know he was going to get that much love worldwide. Like, you know, soccer, uh, Philippines. Yo, that's the respect uh, he had. Yeah, man. Like, everybody China, knew him. China, Italy. He wasn't bougie, uh, man. He was cool with everybody. He took time to be cool with everybody from every story you hear. He wasn't like, oh, no, oh, oh I can't. Nah, he was like, he. everybody had a dope-ass story about some time that Kobe specifically took out to acknowledge them and, like, you know, pay attention to them. You know, like, There was a million stories like that I've been hearing in the last couple of days even. So that that's that was really cool about him, too. That shit's crazy, Yeah, I know man. they play, what is it? They play, like, uh, I think it was a year ago today, like, after the accident happened. That he was like on a highway helping people out in like a uh, car crash or something. Oh yeah, I saw that. And it was really foggy that day too. Crazy enough, right? Yeah. Remember the video? How foggy it was in that video? That shit was crazy. The car was on fire or something. Oh, either way, it seemed like it was a foggy morning, just like it was on Sunday morning. So yeah, I ain't. Yo, they got some the weather out there, man. Like I'm sure that's a great place to visit. I am sure it's a great place to just scroll through. Matter of fact, I don't really know what you're going to visit if you ain't from there or don't know nobody out there. But anyway. I don't yeah, know how don't you live out there. Right, I don't know how you live out there, man. The forest fires, the mountains, the fog, the wet, uh, the, the the mudslides, the droughts, the don't use your water for three days shit, like the the blackouts, the earthquakes, nigga, I don't forgot shit. <laughs> it's rough out there, man. Yeah, you know I mean, like, it's so bad out there. It's so bad out there that rich people are just taking helicopters everywhere they got to go because it's like, fuck driving. Like literally, well, he was like, if I thing. he was like, if I want to do, if I want to live the life I want to live and and be a part of my kid, like literally, like not even on no fly shit. I just literally have to fly because you can't drive nowhere out here. <laughs> like that shit's dumb. That's, that's crazy. That's, 
<laughs> places like that exist. Yeah, he's like a year ago I was driving and I came across a car accident, so I was late. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take a helicopter everywhere because I can't be Superman in these streets. <laughs> I can't be stopping at intersections and helping people. <laughs> but yeah, rest in peace, Kobe, man. Um, Shouts to him and blessings to his whole family again, again, and again. Yeah, that's another thing I was thinking on. Like His wife just lost a husband and daughter in the same breath, like the same moment. So that's like... Oh, man. I was thinking about that. Like, this year ain't starting out too rough. Yeah, it's a rough year. World War Three, Kobe dying, impeachments. Oh, man, we got to, I don't know about 2030. That might that sound like a long way away right about now. We like, <laughs> hey, look, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> Nigga, it's still January. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's only January. Even right now, as we talk about how long this year has been, nigga, it's still like three days left in January. Like, shit's like a damn, like, whooping cough, nigga. It's just lingering. Won't go the fuck away. But uh, that, Trump is going to drop a, uh, a nuke just to keep niggas off his ass. Okay, that's my other podcast, sir. Moving on. Um, <clears throat> so guess what I finally saw? Thank God I saw it on Saturday and not on Sunday. I might not have caught it if I waited till Sunday. But a nigga seen Bad Boys 3. Yeah, I won't be impressed by it, yo. Oh, you just coming right out the gate with the hot take, huh? <laughs> I won't trust by it. All right, let me let me um let me take off the sting of that take and uh, <laughs> just break down for the people who don't know because I'm stalling. Bad Boys Three is the third installment of the movie series between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, uh, where there are two cops in Miami getting a little long in the tooth, and one's thinking about retiring or retired, and the other one wants to keep going until the end. Well, it almost was the end in this movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's just, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. It won't like from, from Bad Boys 1 and then Bad Boys 2 and then this, I'm like, I just won't feel in it. Everything kind of feel like it was rushed. It was forced. It was trying oh. to be funny. They were trying to make things funny that weren't funny. Oh. And it's like, you know, Martin, like Martin lost his edge to comedy. Now he's trying to be like this peaceful guy. And I'm like, ugh. Oh. He's, he's not, he's not, he's not, uh, you know, what, what, what? So he didn't use the hose back in the day. Well, what? Jeff Comedy Jams. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. He's not that Martin anymore, man. I mean, that nigga like 50-something now, man. You're telling me like he's a, he's a family guy now. He's like the Danny Glover of the shit. And Mel Gibson as well. Come on, you getting it now? Hold on, keep going. Keep pulling yeah, on that thread. Danny, but Danny made it work. Danny always came up as the old family guy. That's exactly you know, what, was, what Martin was trying to come across as, man. Man, Martin, he, you know, Martin was still like, Martin was still one of the bad boys. You know, he was always down to fuck people up. You but that's what, what the point was. He wasn't down no more. He was tired. He oh, he was chilling. He a grandpa. That's what the whole point of it was, my nigga. You wanted Maybe him I to be. Sure. Even in I the last it, movie, I he like wanted. Like I want to. Even in the yeah. last movie, he was trying to quit. Damn near. He was on some old like I'm done, man. I ain't trying to rock with you no more. I don't want to die. Oh man, I, it 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 just it just uh. It, it it sucks to hear you feel that way. Niggas caught me slipping once. Okay, so what? Yeah, it was just, uh, it's tough. The, the action, this is like Will Smith getting his ass whooped, and he's just down there just throwing jokes up there, like, oh, getting your ass beat. Oh, what's going on, Mike? I'm like, really? Hey, listen, man. No, but listen. Listen, what the fuck was Martin going to do, man? Like, come on, man. The nigga could barely I mean, run in this movie. Something. Yeah, okay, look, look, look. All right, all right. I'll be honest with you. It was, it was, it was, it was a little tough watching Martin at this advanced age, at this big age. That was a little tough to see. Like he was, he was clearly, you know, uh, lacking in the energy department as it relates to like being next to Will, who still thinks he can cartwheel and shit. You know what I mean? 
But I thought the movie, I thought it was good, man. I liked it. It was funny as shit. I liked it. You know, I thought it was good, bro. I thought it was good. Maybe because I I, I, I had his moment. I have an affinity for Miami, so maybe it's just because I have a thing for Miami. But I loved it, man. Like I just, I just wanted to see them niggas together again. Like to me, I guess that was enough for me. Maybe I'm whack for that, but like I just really wanted to see them come. The chick that had Will finally fall in love with, she won't even all that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you thought he needed like, something. Y'all, y'all kick out Gabrielle Union for this chick? That bitch look old as fuck. If, see, they didn't kick out Gabrielle Union. They, you know what I mean? Man. Like Gabrielle on, Union's man. like a, a Me Too activist now. Like She don't even really be in movies like that no more. Shit, like. I'm pretty sure we'll see her in something else. Like, yeah, I mean, she... <laughs> yo, chill. She <laughs> like a token angry black chick. And no, that, 90% of the things she do. No, that's that's when she's been typecast in that role, but she's not just that role. She can do many other things. I mean, no, she she's one of my favorite favorite black actors, female actors. Ain't that many out there, so... <laughs> there's a lot out there, my nigga. Like, there's a lot of female black actors. But anyway, no, my point is... There's a lot, but not another good one. So, moving... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but moving on, back to Bad Boys Three. Now, but for real though, like on a scale of one to ten, what you giving it? Don't I mean? Uh, and I know you're getting ready to. I gave it a five point five. Okay, well a five point five. Yeah, I mean five and a half. I mean for that's not bad for bad. You know, that's not bad for bad. Um, like they've been waiting so long to put this shit out. I'm like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. They just didn't do it for me. They I said they was waiting more. for the right script. You know what I mean? They said they was waiting for the right Man, script. That was, that was the right script. The niggas, you know what I'm saying? Spoiler alert, the nigga's son trying to kill him. Oh man, that was major spoiler alert. But it doesn't say <laughs> who, what, when, or where. But it's like as soon as the movie starts, you're going to come. Oh, that was a spoiler. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but five and I mean, a half, can't, that's can't harsh. Like, listen to the podcast and then expect them to like, edit out stuff. Yeah, and it's too. It's too. They ain't keeping up with time. It's two weeks old. It's two weeks old at this point. Um, but before I let you go, what, there's one more thing I wanted to um, ask you about. Earlier today, I saw a meme where it had the, uh, you know what? I don't even know. Is that is that Arthur, that cartoon? It must be Arthur. I don't know. But yeah, I never wanted to watch the cartoon before. Yeah, I, just, I know it from the memes. You know, my kid maybe watched an episode or two when he was like two on PBS because we was like, fuck cable. But, um... <laughs> So it had the girl, you know, who's a, who's the subject of a lot of memes, and the the caption was her seemingly asking a guy that she might have been with before. So who you fucking now? Since we're not together, I won't get mad. And it immediately made me think of you. <laughs> not for anything that I've talked about on the show. So I wanted to give it, you know, just to be clear. But um, you know, because it reminds me of the some of the tricks, some of the tricks uh, women pull. You know, some of the tricks they pull. And um, just what are your thoughts on the whole idea of a woman, your ex coming to you and saying, hey, just be honest with me. Just be honest. <laughs> Who you fucking with now that we not fucking? Like, how do you g- give me your thoughts? That shit is. Uh, uh, how do I say this? Man? It's right, the devil. Like, obviously, obviously, the feelings are still there. And she just want to see where she messes up in your life. And if you still doing you and shit like that. And then, like, she was like she's testing, she's testing temperatures. It's like, how single is he? Ever since mm. he broke up. How quick you know did he move that? on? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, like, for niggas, you know, for niggas have sex with a chick, you know what I mean? We moved on. <laughs> and just like, yo, we had sex with a chick. 
I mean, you know. Whereas, you know, you know when a woman's having sex with a dude, like you know what that means. She's having sex with oh. a dude. Oh, or more likely, like you know, what I'm saying she's moved on. Oh, okay. Well, that... Usually, the premise is women have sex with another person on an emotional level. Women just do it. Men just do it for like physical shit. Mm. So you know, she, when she I think women do did, too, but um, and uh, it all, I guess it all depends on the situation. But it's that more than likely, when once a woman at a certain stage in her life and she decides to see what to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm not debating that. You're right, you're right, you're right. So, when she, you know, she told me that, so I was like, damn, this is it. <laughs> so, I, you went ahead and... Me, so, you told her after she told you, right? No, I told her before she told me. Oh, okay, okay. So, she laid the trap. That, that, that Yeah, yeah she, she laid she the trap. She trying to see if I would lie about it, which mm. I did. I lied, but it was like, at that time, we should, you know, I was still trying to get her back, but it was like, yo, I'm, my situation is a little, a little bit different from everybody else's, because like, yo, niggas is home, I'm away, I'm away from home all the time, so, you know, try to take my mind off the shit, you know, I went out and did what I did. So let me ask you this, as your lawyer, uh, let me ask you this, <laughs> uh, uh, what do you think the appropriate amount of time is after you break up with somebody? before you move on in a physical way? What's the appropriate amount of time to wait? If you still have feelings for them, but you have needs too, how do you balance that out? What's the appropriate amount of time? Well, apparently there is no appropriate amount of time. <laughs> you just, whenever you feel like you're ready, that's when you do it. I tell, I tell a person like, yo, I've been broken up for like, uh, how long ago was this? Like four months, five months. But the relationship was two and a half years and women quickly tell me, oh, that's too soon. You over her yet? You over her? I'm like, well, because you know the that's weird because you started fucking with a nigga a month after we broke up, and I'm like, that, no, so, because women, because women want to think, well, women may want to believe that you know, oh, you should wait far longer than that. If you break up with me, you should spend way more time after that reflecting on what you did wrong and how you can better yourself for the next woman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, I got that. I got that whole speech from everybody. I was like. <laughs> at first, yes. I, I was like, at first I'm like, yo, okay, but then I'm like, I had, like I said, my situation different from a few dudes because I'm like, yo, I'm always alone. Everybody like, yo, spend time alone and do this alone and reflect and grow. I'm like, nigga, I do that every day. That's what my job entails. I'm alone. Like, well, I'm nowhere near home and family or friends. So I'm trying to find me. somebody. <laughs> I'm always alone. So you know what I'm saying? She talked about I should have self control. Oh, self control. Okay. In the middle of nowhere. Oh. Wow. All right. Well, I mean they might be a little hypocritical to for someone to say you should have self control when they're not in a situation where they have to have any control, you know? Well, well that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Women keep secrets better than men. A lot better. A lot better. You know what I mean? So it's easier uh, for them like, to. It, 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 I'm at the point where like, I don't really want to keep secrets. So, like, if I lie about something, she pretty much know I'm lying. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, I really don't, I really don't want to keep secrets. Because, like, as, uh, I guess it's my ego. is like, who the fuck is you to be questioning me? You know, and uh, that's a great question to be asking. And what I want to do is I want to say thank you. 
Thank you for uh, <laughs> being a guest on the show tonight, obviously. Like I was telling folks in the earlier segment, I had to kind of put the show together. Um, I didn't want to not do a show because of what happened, but it completely threw off the show that I kind of wanted to do. So I just wanted to put something together, reach out to my homeboys, and just kind of let me and my friends put the show together tonight. So um, <clears throat> be safe down there, bro. I appreciate you. You was a little hard on the movie. Don't be so hard on these hoes. <laughs> Any shout outs? Anybody uh, you want to say what's up to? Anything like that? Any, anything you want to say before you go? Oh, of course. Shout out to the whole Rock the Ride, whole, the whole fam. Mm-hmm. Appreciate real that. Real reason. IMB. Miles that, family. That's A1. real reason. The biker, the your, your motorcycle club. That's that yeah, real, real reason. reason riders. Real reason riders. Real. Shout out to them. All right, man. I appreciate you, bro. Uh, I hit you All up right, later, yo. man. Hit me back. All right. All right, one. That was my guy. That was my guy. Now we're going to try something that hasn't been tried before. And let's see if this works. Because like I said, we're just going to keep using our friends to to, to bring the show together. And uh, we're going to do our best to get through this together as a as a as a click, as a as a record label and as a crew. <laughs> so what I'm trying to do right now is contact my guy oh there you go there you go I, I. y'all need to hear all that y'all need to hear all that y'all need to hear all that yo 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 my guy my guy what's poppinson hold on hold on let me switch hey i need you to know I can even hear the... myself oh my that's just probably my headphones being too loud as usual hey listen i gotta do that thing i do where I say, welcome to the On The Rocks podcast. I have to tell you that I'm recording right now. I am recording, and you are live on this recording. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the man, the myth, the legend, the mastermind of it all, the head of the MVC Media Group, the mastermind that brought this all together, the first creator of content that inspired the rest of us to say, hey, maybe we can create content too. This is my guy... Tiggy, 10 mil. Let's go. It's a hell of an intro. Yeah, man. This is my show. This is my show. Okay. <laughs> we do what I want to do here. Okay. But did you get a haircut today? Today? Nah, man. Are you looking Chris though still? It's holding up. You might have, um, <laughs> you might have, um, it might just be the camera blur. Moving on, though. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show, brother. I'm Appreciate so glad you. to have you here. Um, I always knew that I could get guests on the show via Skype. Mm-hmm. And while we're not recording this, the Rodecaster Pro interface allows me to bring your audio into the conversation. I just got off the line with Quan, my other co-host, who is a special guest tonight. And now I'm on Skype with you. It's a beautiful thing. Say what's up. What up, what up, what up, what up? Hey, I'm trying to tell you, man, what's going on with you? Not shit, man. Just taking it one day at a time. I'm still I'm still trying to figure out 2020, man. Taxes came through. Whoa. New income came in. Hold on, W2? Sal- Sally May and Navient want they they want more money from me now. Mm. It's like, bruh, man. Yes, yes, I made more money now. But damn it. You don't double my payments just because I made twenty percent more. Hey, what you gotta do is ride this thing out, man. You know we get the right person in office. We get the right person in office. I know he's wipe it all clean, right? 
Might be 50k You ain't got to worry about no more You know what I mean yeah, uh, Before we got too into the shits um, I wanted to give you a moment Like I'm giving everybody tonight uh, I wanted to give you a moment To speak on the passing of Kobe Bryant I know that y'all probably referenced it On your other show um, But you know Where were you How you feel about it uh, What are your thoughts um, so yeah, we talked about it yesterday on uh, Couch Coaches for a good 15 minutes. That's definitely our sports show that we have in MVC, and then we mentioned in our real old heads towards the end of the show, which is our music one that our guy rocks a lot, so graciously hosts for six months. Shout out to him for coming through. Without that, that show would have been dead. I mean, that's applause for myself. I can do that on my show. But yes, Kobe, Kobe, to sum it all up, um, I still cannot believe that it's him. Um, I was mentioning the passing of everybody else when Big Pun died, uh, when my boy Bankroll Fresh died, uh, when Dobie died. We seen the videos of that. We seen Christopher fighting for his life. I just want to live. I want to lose this weight. And then he knew. Oh, man. He knew his time was short. Bankroll Fresh, we knew he got into a shootout outside the studio. That was crazy, too. We knew we saw Dobie get get shot up in the club. The video showed it. We seen Nip get shot up. Oh man! We seen the police trying to do CPR until the ambulance got there on social media. With Kobe, we seen a helicopter crash, and we don't want to believe the internet. This is the one time I think everybody that it was a part of social media did not want to believe hey, the internet i was sitting there and i like i said i did a whole i had to record a whole separate opening tribute to the show today and i said then that i was sitting there and me and yada was in the bed literally planning the show we were literally sitting in the bed watching tv playing the show and i came across it in my feed and immediately i was like oh and i had to catch the reaction because you know how your girl is like what was it yeah. what happened you know they want to know and i was like no 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 i couldn't say nothing and i kept scrolling and swiping i was like i can't say nothing i can't say nothing and then when i finally saw it the first way i saw it was the fucking smoking helicopter on the mountain yeah. like the helicopter i'm like yo this shit happened 20 minutes ago and now i'm looking at the helicopter smoking on the mountain live this shit's crazy what's wild what's wild about it was that you know i don't really get on social media like that unless it's to do post and promote. Yeah. And with couch coaches, I really don't have to do that. Coach Savage handles couch coaches a lot. Um, I pretty much do real O heads. Oh man, must um, be nice. So when I was looking at um when I had my phone, my phone is always nearby, but I'm never looking at my phone unless I'm on YouTube. So my phone started going off and I started looking at it and also it was Kobe. Kobe. Oh. Kobe. Nah, yo, this can't be true. And I'm like, what's what's going on? So immediately I went. I went to IG, I ain't see nothing. I went to Twitter, I ain't see nothing. Same shit, I, yeah. You see how you I do started, your rounds, your social media rounds? Right. I started typing in Kobe, and then I was like, yo, what? Nah. Nah. And then, like, two minutes later, it's like, bam, 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 TMZ, TMZ, TMZ. And I'm like, nah, I, I need more information. I'm not, I can't believe this one. Okay. First off, how does TMZ know every goddamn thing yo, about everybody? Yo? I was saying that before in my before the police get there. I was saying that in my intro. I was saying that in my intro. Like I don't. Uh, maybe I'm one that just understands this differently. But I would have if it wasn't if it was anywhere outside of LA. And then if it was anywhere outside of Calabasas, I might have had some doubt. But as soon as that shit was in LA, in Calabasas, and TMZ was first, I'm like they know. 
Don't nobody yeah. TMZ TMZ know these niggas when they go into their coffee for the morning they, on their morning jogs, dropping their kids. Right. They know their whole routines. So I know TMZ knew that Kobe was on that helicopter. As soon as it sees Kobe helicopter take off, they probably know the tail number. That's how they check their flights and be tracking niggas. So they knew that helicopter had Kobe on it, where it might have been going. They knew that shit. As soon as it crashed, it was like that's Kobe's helicopter, and they can say um, it first because they're not a news organization. I saw a disturbing video. Sheriff guy posted it in the in a in our group chat. Um, when it first happened, somebody had recorded the video of the helicopter going down. Was it a? Were they speaking in like Mexican? I don't know. I didn't turn the volume. Oh, they, they, I said Mexican. Lord Jesus. Were they speaking Spanish? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have the volume. On. I know how you get down, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't even pay attention to it. We know what you meant. We know what you meant. But, the, <clears throat> but that joint was spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning, and then it hit the ground and blew up. But that contradicts all the reports of the helicopter flying too low, right. crashing into the side of the uh, the mountain. I was gonna um, say that. I was gonna say that. I didn't. I didn't think that video was it. I didn't think that was yeah. it. I that, that wasn't it. it. But I if saw it was, it. that's heartbreaking to Bruh, see that happen. I saw that video too in my stomach. The way I felt when I was, I was like, yeah. nah. But like, that won't it. I can't even go into why yeah. I think it ain't. But that won't. Could you imagine your your helicopter going down Bruh, like that? I was already saying like, I'm I'm already scared to fucking death on the helicopter. Like I'm already scared to death. To begin with And now either I'm A Covering it up Because my son's here I don't have a daughter My son's here Or I'm covering it up Just because that's what I do Every time I'm scared fly <laughs> But like But think about it though Your shit spinning around In circles like that You gotta be there With your child You gotta You gotta uh, Comfort Junior You be like It's gonna be alright It's gonna be alright It's gonna be alright yeah, Knowing man. goddamn well Y'all not getting out This bitch That's it That's it man but yeah, man, that's wild, man. So I just, you know, it was wild. I wanted to, I wanted to give, every, I'm giving everybody a chance to kind of speak on that. No, um, shout out to, shout out to Kobe. Rest Kobe in did peace everything again. he could do on the court. Uh, he owned the game. It was his time to give up the game. You could tell by everybody that he's influenced. He started doing that recently. Right. Um, so he didn't have time to fulfill his full legacy. Yeah, man. And and his fullest potential. He was supposed to be one of the guys that we were like, you know, Kobe Bryant is 85 years old. Bruh, already had an Oscar. He already had an Oscar, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I it think Kobe. Take a week. I think Kobe was going to, I think Kobe was going to own the Lakers one day. I mean, I think I heard that somewhere on TV today, so don't, I don't want to sound the wrong way about does it. But Matt, does Magic John, Johnson own a piece of the Lakers? I don't even think he do, bro. I think he yeah, owned yeah, a piece yeah. of the, the, the L.A. Dodgers, but I don't think he got a chunk of the Lakers. And I think that's what Kobe was going for. Like, I think he do was going to build his business. Do you think they're going to change the logo to Kobe Bryant being the logo? Man, they should, bro. They should. Like, Jerry West said do it. I, don't, I mean, I don't. I don't Jerry I don't, West already said do it. I haven't in got. Tears. I can't get in into tears. the. I can't get into the whole debate the way other people probably can as far as being more knowledgeable about it. But come on, man. Kobe Bryant, one of the no, no. one of the greatest Jerry. of all time. Jerry West, people don't even know that Jerry West is the logos, let alone he played in the league. Not saying uh, Jerry West is the one that found Kobe. Right, that's what I mean. And not not even saying <laughs> that they shouldn't know who Jerry West is, but just the whole idea, like man, make Kobe the logo, bro. It's so it's too easy. Fade away, <laughs> you know what I mean? What you want to do? Not, Crossover. Not even. You can do his dribble down the court the his same dribble. way you got Jerry West dribble down the court, like bro. We know who it is. So yeah, nobody man. nobody has felt the way that they felt. I've ever seen in my life in sports the way this hit everybody with Kobe. These, ever. Are, these are facts. Ever. These are facts. Um, but moving on, though, man, uh, like I said, I ain't want to dwell too much on it, but I want to let everybody speak on it, man. Um, awkward transition time. Awkward transition time. New Drake and Future. I'm here for it. Hey, did you hear? But I mean, how, did we, how are we feeling about it? You see, because I want them to do the split. What you mean? Like, the, the, like what you mean? Explain. 
like Drake does his vibe and then Future comes in with his vibe. Let me tell you something. You want the beat to change every song? Um, I want them to do it how Money Man and Pee Wee Longway did it, right? Okay. So Pee Wee and Money uh, uh Pee Wee Longway and Money Man did their collab album together, right? So they split right. songs, they did their own songs, and then they blended verses. Okay, okay. Just like how Drake and Future did. Okay, okay. And they gave us the mixtape. So it's like five songs of them making a song together, uh, three songs of each one on their own personal song, and then a couple of tracks here and there where they kind of blended different songs together. Yeah, that's a dope idea. You So you want Drake and Future to do I that? I want Drake and Future to do that. I will I will be happy with that. Also, after watching the Rap Radar podcast this year in 2020, I'm going to take my foot off of uh, Drake's neck when it comes to singing. I understand him now, and if I was in that predicament, I would do the same thing he does. You got to give the sing-singing niggas they do, right. and you got to give the rapidy rap dudes their due. So I understand it now, Drake. I hated you for that. I don't anymore. You know what's dope about my show? They doing too much. Cause I can play Having music. On my taxes, I'm too turned up. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts. Hey, you know what we do it over here. Someone hit your block up. I tell you if it was us. I just had to give him a little snip. Just a little snip. I don't want to take too much of your time. I will tell you time. this. Uh, 2020 is going to be the best year for rap. Oh my God, it's gonna be crazy this year, bro. Kendrick is getting ready to drop like a rock type album. J. Cole Everybody. has to come back this year. Drake has Everybody. to come back this year. Oh, Lord. Future is going to go back to Gucci Flip Flop uh, Future. Bruh. If you haven't been paying attention Bruh. to his features, people, Bruh. pay attention to his features. He said, I ride for my niggas. I lie to my bitch. That's the bar of the year. If that ain't toxic fuckboy bar of the year, nigga. That's the bar of the year. Like, imagine... Telling a girl that got problems with you emotionally straight to her face. Like, nah, my nigga's the only one I don't lie to. I told you what you needed to hear. My first time saying something like that. You know. I lie. I ride for my niggas. I lie to my bitch. So, yeah, I'm done. Uh, the only person that I'm worried about is Mr. Disrespectful himself, Ty Dolla Sign. It looks like he done found himself a new boo. He is wiped up. He is comfortable. That means I'm not going to get disrespectful shit from him. Well, I'm going to be disrespectful and say we like his features better than we like his albums. Who? All Ty of Dollar? us. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All of us. Next subject. Next subject. So, um, recently the Grammys occurred. And I want to skip past all the bullshit about who won and who lost because we know it's all political. But guess how we know we know it's all political? Because one of the people that used to work there came out and said it. They said they blocked Nicki Minaj from even being in the fucking category one year. All kinds of shit. Yo, I literally said that we, um, oh my goodness, on Monday, I, t- I um, Sham got posted um, in Twitter. He liked one of the feeds. And it, I think it's called Hip Hop Facts on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong if that's not the right handle, but it's Hip Hop Facts. And Nikki had 10 Grammy nominations and did not get one Grammy. And we know she is the first female to do it on a main stage. And she pissed off somebody hey, say, somewhere, somehow. She will never get a Grammy. Say you let what Cardi you want. B get a Grammy before Nikki got a Grammy. Say what you want about Nikki and how she acting all that shit. Nikki Minaj deserves a Grammy at least. At least Now, you four. can be on your fuck the Grammys. They don't mean anything to the culture shit. Cool. We fuck the Grammys. We don't need that validation. Okay. Grammys she exist. She at least four. She deserves at least four or five fucking Grammys. She was yes. female rap by herself Period. for like 10 years or some shit. Like, she could have had best album of the year at one point in time 
in rap catalog should have been in the conversation easily like it was, right. was you know what i mean like and then the fact that somebody came out like see this is another way that white people have gentrified award shows okay this urban is, contemporary no, is no, how white people no, 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 no. gentrify this what is urban contemporary well this is absolute facts but my point is now see at the bet awards we always knew those were rigged Okay, we always knew that the people because mm-hmm. we, we always knew that the people in the category that were there were getting ready to win. Like they would show all these people. Yeah. So you think that's why <laughs> they don't take the BET Awards as serious as we should? Like our culture should literally take the BET Awards, the Soul Train Awards serious, okay. like it is our Grammys. We didn't take the BET Awards serious for years because they didn't take them fucking selves seriously for years. And this is the point I was making. More people showed up to the Source Awards too. Well, listen, this is the point I was making. There was a long stretch of years where you could tell they were only giving the awards to the people that was there. <laughs> like it didn't matter who was really supposed to deserve it that year. It's like, oh. Yeah. Look who's in the crowd. That nigga's get ready to get an award. Look who just performed. Oh, they're not there to just perform. They're there to get a fucking award. And so I think is, the Grammys... Is that the business fault or is that the artist's fault? No, uh, it's never the artist's fault. That's the business oh. fault. And then moving on to the Grammys, they're doing the exact same thing. Like, it, to me, it was, it's been obvious for years that the ones that are there, the ones that play the game, the ones that do the performing, like... They bring Beyonce and Jay out just to sit them there to say they got black people in the no, crowd, but they don't yeah, give them none no, of the awards. Fact. That, that is really weird that when Beyonce and Jay-Z win their awards, they're there. When they're not, they're in the category, but they're not going to win the awards, they're at Clyde Davis shit. They're having a Rock Nation. Right. Run. You're not going to catch them in the crowd looking, because that's what they're avoiding. They're avoiding that shot on the camera where they, because they, what they do, and this is another thing, what they do is they spend weeks hyping up the show because Beyonce is going to be in the fucking crowd. Like, Beyonce's going to be here. She's 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 going to do her fantastic opening performance. And then all they do is show her face looking crazy when y'all don't give her no awards the whole fucking night. The same way they did all the black people besides Lizzo that didn't win the other night. You know what I mean? They were on, they were so, on Offset's face all night. Right. Right. Well, they love showing the people who don't lose. Savage. They love showing the people face who's losing these awards. Can, can I say for the culture, if Lil Baby and Gunner would have won that award, oh, that Grammy I wanted to in see that, that category, I wanted to see that. The whole trap would have went crazy. I wanted to bro. see that. Drip too hard, don't stand too uh, close. You're going to fuck around if and they would have won a Grammy for that? Imagine all that jewelry on stage. Right. <laughs> no, nah, but like, I think it's a real big deal that... um the truth is finally being revealed about the shit that we that I always thought was obvious. It called me cynical. I always thought it was fucking obvious that the, there's some kind of politics going on. There's like a who don't like who shit. Like it's cool when they nominate these people, but I think the people that are nominating them, they, they're on this like high horse where they're like, "Yo, they were nominated. That's good enough." Being can Grammy I, nominated is also question? special. Can I ask you a question? What's up? I get killed all the time in the chat for saying that I when we when we make it as a company. And we get invited to these opportunities and places to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. And I get killed for that. Like, no, you're going to go. You're going to represent for us. Mm. But if I, if I know for a fact that, A, y'all don't know who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know me personally. There's nothing beneficial for me to get out of it other than mixing and mingling. Or people being like, oh, man, I love the work that y'all doing. We need to work one day. And nothing ever comes out of that. Am I in the wrong for that? I don't have when you invite me to hang out with you, like, yo, come to the crib. Well, let's go out here. And I ask you who's going to be there. And then you tell me who's going to be there. And I'm like, I ain't going. <laughs> you who Why are would there, I nigga? not apply the same thing to the Grammys, <laughs> the Rock Nation brunch? Like, I get killed in the chat for saying this. 
I, you know what? I was, I was sitting there thinking about it as you was explaining yourself, and uh, you're fucking crazy, man. I don't understand what you're doing here. Like, I don't understand <laughs> what you're doing here. <laughs> like, I don't Fine. understand what you're doing here. Okay. Sitting with my arm folded like this while y'all at y'all communicating at the brunch. All right, let me do it. All right, all right, all right. Let me do it like this. Let me do it like this. We're sitting here talking about the Grammys now. You were invited to the Grammys. How do you cover the Grammys when you pass up an invite to go? The same way I do from the couch watching it on the TV. Yo, get the fuck out of here, my nigga. You, you're, you not gonna, you're not gonna get on the you're not gonna get on Al Gore internet, talk about the Grammys, and then at the same time say I could have went, but I didn't go. Nigga, fuck, what, what I wouldn't even say that. that I that's the thing. I'm, I'm not saying I couldn't have went. I'm not saying that at all. Like I got the invite, but I ain't go. Look at me. Flex. I'm not doing it at I, all. At I watched all. it on I'm TV. Not even mentioning that I'm going. I watched it on TV. I want to hear what it was like being there. Okay, you could go there. My, You're a content creator. Why make the sacrifices to create content, then pass up on a sacrifice to the, at the Grammys, my nigga? Like let, Jesus let sacrificed his life. All you have to do is go to the Grammys. My boy Walter Tucker. Shout out to him. He owns uh, Live, <laughs> uh, Live the Biz. Right. He works for Apple Music directly. He listens to everybody's album. Ella May. Uh, Kelly Rowland. All the new, all the artists that are putting out albums has to come across his desk first. Okay. He listens to them. He takes pictures with them, and all that. He gets invited to the Grammys. What's the point of him being at the Grammys? Uh, 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 okay. All right. I was waiting for the point. Um, What's the point? What's the point of him being there? Well, it's it's. He's not an artist. Right, but. <laughs> If you don't want to go, He's not even it, if you don't want to go, it's cool. You don't want to go. But to look at people f- crazy, like because they want to go and look at all these fucking celebrities well, I'm not and be at crazy. I'm saying y'all look at me crazy for saying that I do not want to go. <sighs> you don't want to go see any of these famous people that you bought music from. You've watched their movies. To, I will pay to go to their concert. I would show up to Jay Z's hotel room or after party because if I have a relationship with Jay, then I'll go and see Jay. I'm not gonna go to a brunch and see Derek Jeter that don't know me, J Lo that don't know me, Jesus and Mero that don't know me. First of all, Casanova that I might have said something wild about his album. First of all, why do you name the Latinx <laughs> people first? That's just first. All right, why do you name them first? Because, because and secondly, why would you? Why would you? We do. Why would you automatically diss the Latinx people first? Like you go see J Lo and A Rod, pillars of your culture. Pillars, pillars of your culture. I don't. I don't know what you have against Latin people, bro, but you gotta let that shit go. How am I the only one that's heard about in Latinx 20, in twenty twenty? Leave the Hispanic people alone. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. I'm just telling Y'all, you what you, you called. What the what the hell? Why won't you let me tell you, you what you're called? Last year, and you <laughs> said you was gonna leave us alone, and you still haven't left us. alone. I'm telling you what you're called. What the hell is wrong with me telling you how, how what to you call yourself? Me what I'm called. If I've if the only time I've heard Latinx is coming out of your mouth. The world. Can you? You're at a computer. Just Google Latinx right now where you're sitting at. You can literally just like tat 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 Latinx right now. Like it's not y'all even... just y'all just discovered the true meaning of Afro Latin yesterday. And now you're telling me I'm Latinx? It's just a politically correct, gender neutral way of saying Latina or Latino. Okay? Like, what is what is the controversy here? You find here? this on Wikipedia? Somebody, somebody no, nigga, this? the regular news. Like, do you, does anybody but me watch so or listen white, to the so news? So you listen to white people on CNN's call as Latinx and then you're Soledad re- you're O'Brien is a prominent Latinx Ooh. journalist. Soledad O'Brien, a former CNN news Spell anchor. Soledad. S-O-L-E-D-A-D. Soledad, 
or do, is it, am, I, am I pronouncing it wrong? Am I supposed to say it? So like, da, da, da. like, what am I supposed to be doing here? Like, tell me what I'm supposed to be. That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> That's not even what I wanted to talk about. Like, I was really just saying that if you go to a Grammys, if you go to the Grammys, I can't fucking talk now. If you go to the Grammys, you're there to meet people who might open up doors or give you opportunities as a fucking president of a media company that I'm a part of, my nigga. Like, I, I want you at the Grammys. With you one-on-one. Why I got to bump into you in the Grammys? If you was really that interested in getting in contact with you gonna bump me, into A-Rod? Where you going to bump into A-Rod, my nigga? Where you going to bump into A-Rod? Exactly. So now you're at the Grammys. A-Rod would want to talk to me. He would find a way of doing it. Why would A Rod like, want to oh, talk to you? Why right? would A Rod want to talk to you? Why would he be searching it, you out? Just said you just said my point. Damn. <laughs> no, no, is, no, 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 no. No. I'm not going. How about this? How about you run a show, a sports show, where you talk about sports and sports figures? You're at a Grammy party. A Rod bumps into you as the only other Latinx in the room. And he says, Hey, what? <laughs> he says, Hey, what do you do? And you say, Oh, I run a media company. I have a podcast, a YouTube show. I'm streaming. I do a whole lot. He's like, Hey, you know what? Since you're the only Latinx guy here, how about I be on one of your podcasts? What show do you recommend? And you say, Hey, you should be on the On the Rocks podcast because they be wilding over there. And that would be great. But you ain't going to give me that opportunity because your bougie Latinx ass is going to be sitting at home talking about, I don't want to go to a Grammy party. I could just watch it on TV. You can't even go to meet Barry Gordy. Or maybe you can go there and you could bump into Diddy who would say, man, you know what? I'm looking for the latest and greatest underground uh, content creators. Where can I find some? And then he looks up and the crowd parts and your high yellow ass comes walking through the crowd like MVC media, baby. But nah, we can't live that dream because our fearless leader doesn't even want to be there. Let me tell you something. If I get invited to Rock Nation brunch, or if I get invited to the Grammys, Diddy knows exactly who I am. Jay Z knows exactly who I am. If y'all really that interested, y'all would get in contact with me. If y'all really that interested, y'all will get in contact with me. How are people who don't know you exist gonna be interested in what you have to offer? Is my question. Let me answer that. All the people that you see in the background of Diddy and Jay-Z's IG pictures and videos that you've never seen a day in your life. You never said, who's that dude in the sunglasses back there? Let me try to figure out who he is. Let me tap this picture and see if he's tagged in it somehow. No. So somebody that works for these people is supposed to come across you and then turn around and recommend that the people. And even better question. Do you go to your own company parties? Not anymore. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Well, but if you right. go back last season on the podcast, you understand okay. I don't fuck with these niggas, man. Oh, okay. So why the hell would I go to where I managed that if I could see you in the office on Monday? You know, and I, I don't I mean this, I don't I don't mean any disrespect when I say this, okay? But you're using the kind of logic that girlfriends use, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like you're using that false equivalency girlfriend logic where you take two things that don't really equal each other and then you yeah. equi- you you equate them to make your point. So for example, you, you oh, like what I'm saying. you're trying to tell me that if I go to the Grammys, it's like going to a party in high school where all the cool kids are going to be there. But I'm no, it's not. Nigga, it's going to the Grammys where all the influencers and the people that can create opportunities that your ideas can grow from will be. This ain't a high school party. We ain't, right. you're not skipping out on a hand job from the hole in 6th grade. Nonetheless, I say all that to say this. I'm not I don't want to go. But y'all are going to make me go. There we go. And all I did was ask. 
All I did was ask, why did you come at me so crazy for not wanting to go? Shouts to Sam Guy. Shouts to Coach. Uh, I wore him down for y'all. It, was, it took all three of us, though, on some old VR Trooper shit. You know what I mean? Y'all set him up, and I knocked him down, baby. Because <laughs> he's going to go. That's all we cared about. We, that's like Fearless I'm, leader. I'm going to go. But just know, I'm planting the seed now that I do not want to be there. Yo, bring me, bruh. <laughs> like, bring me. Like, just oh, yeah. come on, Every, bro. Everybody's going to be there. Yeah, we all going to be there. Yeah, everybody's going to be there. That's not a problem. It's just that I'm letting everybody know ahead of time. When you be like, oh, King, I see you out here working. I'm going to look at you crazy. <laughs> oh, hold on. You crazy. We, we giving him the fake love? Like, oh, no, I see what you're doing, baby. You know what I mean? Right. I really like the way you uh, uh mumble rapping your way to the top, Yachty. No, I'm not going to say that at all. Like, I don't even know who you are, bro. No, nah, I'm going to dab Yachty up and be like, yo, I see you out here, man. I see oh, you doing no, your I thing. I don't know who Yachty is. No, I'm just saying like. Sunglasses right, and right, a right. champagne glass come and be oh, I see you. you out here killing the game. I'm like, I don't know you. No, nah, the way I'm going to step to an executive is the way you're going to step to Yachty. You're going to be like, oh, Yachty. And I'm going to step to like the head of Geffen Records, even if that's still a label, and be like, yo, I see what you out here doing. The way you line these releases up and roll that out, that's just beautiful, baby. I like that. You know what I mean? So it's all good. At least you're going to be there. That's all yeah, that matters. I have been outvoted. That's why I like about MVC is kind of like a three to one. So if two people vote on one side and I'm the odd man out, well, damn it, I guess I got to do it. Yeah, man, how you going to go to Vegas? How you going to do all this guy's trip shit and then not go to the goddamn Grammys with us? Like, what the fuck? I feel like... Tell me for a fact how I'm not going to go to the Grammys you're acting with you. like You're acting like Ryan from Black Ink Crew, Chicago, okay? I, I, <laughs> you know what? To be honest with you, I'd rather sit at home drinking, watching the Grammys, Talking shit about people than literally being in the crowd in a tux with my hand over my mouth talking shit about people. Can I not keep the group chat alive? Okay, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I'm always, I'm a homebody. So, yes, I'd love to be at the crib chilling, you know what I mean? But just, just to have the, at least one experience of going to the Grammys would be dope. You're not even winning the Grammy. Just to go into the Grammys would be dope. I'm sorry. Say what you want. You know what the youth call that in the streets? Cap. I mean, it's like going to a concert, except for every single artist you want. It's like a festival, but on TV. <laughs> oh, and speaking of which, too, the Grammys remind me every year that I live in a bubble of music. Yeah, because you don't be knowing who them people are. Oh, you, bruh. Yeah. You know how I recognize some of like Billie Eilish songs? It's, it's like from, I don't even know who she is. And like from, I, mean, I, I didn't, I couldn't point her out either until the, the Grammys, but. Uh, hearing the shit that she's nominated for because I hear it in commercials and shit or like in a movie or something like oh it's that's a song from the commercial or some shit oh I you know but yeah 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 to me that's just like white people shit like I don't I don't this is music oh, that I don't even get access even to here's a better question for you your girl wore a Gucci pajama set with long green fake nails and green dyed hair if your homegirl at work wore, wore that to work what do you think would happen sent home Instead of uh, what they call it, a uh, creative something, they called her creative creative expression or some bullshit. Yes, there you go, boom, creative yeah. expression. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a Gucci pajama set with green nails and green hair. The same way That's white creative girls creative expression. Same way white girls make headlines when they put in cornrows. Bro, I was at the gym and literally I seen this white girl walk in and she had like the top part of her hair cornrowed back on some French braids. Yeah. Yeah, and then like the the bottom, the sides pulled in in a ponytail, and then I looked at all the black dudes around me, and they looked at each other, and they started laughing. <laughs> they started, they they literally started laughing. Yeah, that's they what's literally up. Literally started laughing, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, we're all thinking the same thing. She might be thick, but we're all thinking the same thing. 
All right, man. <laughs> all right, I guess y'all all were thinking the same thing. <laughs> okay, clearly. Um, I didn't know how much more time I had with you, but I wanted to get you on just maybe one or two more topics before I wrapped it up because I think I got enough to put the show out. Um, real quick, uh, Eminem's album. Uh, second run, I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, what do you think he still is missing? What do you think he got better at? Uh, he's very dated in his raps and bars and delivery. Um, you have to concentrate to understand what he's saying. When <laughs> Brian and them in the chat were typing out what he was saying, I was like, yo, that's a bar. But when I listened to it, I said, what the fuck is he saying? Oh, uh, you've completely gone. Well, you, I, I don't want to say you've completely gone over to the other side, but yeah. I, 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 but I understand what you're saying, though, because I hear music both ways now. Yeah. And there's people he, that hear music one way. Out and I'm reading it, and I was like, yo, Eminem was rapping, rapping. Mm. But if I have to sit there and I can't dance or bob my head because I'm focused on what you're saying, that's not the music that I'm trying to listen to right now. His beat selection has gotten incredible. Yeah. Fantastic Production's job. getting good. Production's getting I, good. I, I, I like your features a lot. They're great. You did your thing. But the whole chip on your shoulder still, let it go, bro. Give us a song. Yeah, I mean, all he really has to rap about at this point is how he feels about how y'all felt about his last album. <laughs> I, I know, I understand that wakes him up every morning to go in the booth, but show us something different, bro. I think he really nobody, nobody cares about battle rap no more. He might really like just read his Twitter and see something negative and go in and make a make like a song that day. Like he really is. Like to me, this whole album was addressing almost every bit of criticism he got over the last two albums. And it's getting and it's getting and it's getting better. It's getting better. I'll, I'll take the Young M.A. track, for example, because I like that song a lot. I keep on going back to it because Young M.A. killed it. Yo, that when was though. I did like her verse on that, too. Yo, when when you hear somebody with a vibe that's flowing on the beat like that, and then you turn around and... I'm like, come on, bro. Come on. <laughs> come on, bro. She laid out the blueprint. Just vibe, flow with it. I don't know that, I don't know that Young M.A. was the one who created the blueprint for a song with her and Eminem, but I do see what you're saying. I do. You're so you're telling me that Eminem had the track laid out, recorded his verse up there, and Young M.A. did that. Stop it. Stop well, it. I, I'm sure that Young M.A. got, I'm sure that Eminem got Young M.A. verse first because that's Eminem. You don't. You know exactly, and then but I do also feel like Eminem is Eminem, so he wasn't really trying to like rap like Young and Bay. He was trying to rap like Eminem. So I don't yeah, really think he listen to the song, bro. It was it's a fire song. I like what he does you, on you it. Tone, you tone deaf like that though. No, like, I like what he does. Nigga, this is my what? Like I I, I like the song, the, the damn song. I like the song a lot, but I'm explaining to you the example of my problem with Eminem is you have somebody that is carrying the fl the flow and the song and the vibe and then you want to rapidly rap on it like you can give you can hide us bars in the song she was rapping on this shit too yes. <laughs> she talking her shit that's the like, i mean it's that butch, for the M's verse. that butch dyke rap <laughs> Listen to the beat. I mean, the same way you listen to that other shit. Just 
Better watch for Slim, gonna get the pop And when I'm at the top, I get him on top of him Giving it to anyone He doing what he do, like But when they ask me, is the world famous with MGK? Of course it is I cleanse them of his mortal sins I'm God and the Lord forgives even the devil worshippers I'm moving on, but you know your scruples are gone When you're born with Lucifer's horns And you're from the school of Notorious Come on, man, what you doing, man? Show them all the blueprint and formula But it seems like the more You cut it off soon as you started rapping fast No, 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 I listen to the whole joint It's dope, that's why I keep on referencing this song Because this is one of the dopest songs on the album it's the second it's song the on the album. Unfortunately. Nah, look. It's my, the dopest song on the album. Hold on. My listeners don't know this about you. My listeners don't know that you listen to like the first 30 seconds of the song. And if you don't like it, you skip it and move on. That's a fact. So you haven't even heard this whole verse. No, I've on the way. told you on the John Benet. Because I didn't want to give him. I didn't want to give him the critique that I gave him the first time I heard it. Because I was like. After track three, I think it was the joint with uh Royce. I couldn't listen. I couldn't get past his verse, mm. so I stopped listening to it. And then <laughs> when I was talking about the album, I was like, I'm not gonna do that to M because I hear him trying to grow with his beat selection. And the joint with Young and May showed me that he was trying to reach another level. So then I went back and I listened to the whole. I listened like <coughs> I'm on the treadmill listening like. Just not even like, oh, let me jam out to this note. Like, I'm listening to what he's doing, and the whole album is a good album. It's solid. I like that album a lot, actually. I even liked, uh, I like Kamikaze a lot, too. But it's the part, the point is, I have to listen to it. Like, just give me music now, bro. Yeah. Give me music. We know who you are, M. We know who you are. And you know what? You, you don't have to talk about MGK. Nobody cares. You dissed him three times. <laughs> No, nah, y'all tried to say that nigga won though, so that's why he's still mad about that shit. He did though. No, fuck he so what did. You, you gonna, let me ask you this though. <laughs> let me ask you this because you moved to Charlotte like you been down there ten years yet? Twelve. Twelve? Oh no no no. Uh I've been here since two thousand twelve. So are you I've been here for eight years. Are you allergic to lyrical rap now? No. Not at all. You can't even appreciate it anymore? Not at all. Not at all. Tell me who's lyrical now. I thought M was pretty lyrical. Did you hear that? I think That's what he's I think what he's doing is 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 very skillful and lyrical. Even if you don't you you want to parse and take the words out of context. And I want to say that look at the performance. The performance is just as much as the lyricism as the lyrics if I, are. If I have to read your words in order to find out that you're being very lyrical is a problem. No, when you, listen, you can listen, when you listen to, to the push of perf- T shit and you hear the lyrics. When you listen to Nas shit, you, you hear prefer the that that when you way. Listen to Jay Z shit, you, you hear the prefer lyrics. that way. But you should still be able to pr- appreciate the technical. When you listen to Royce the Five Nine shit and you hear the lyrics. When you listen to Styles P, Styles P's been rapping the exact same way he's been rapping since '92, and it is still. Listen current. to that argument. This nigga hasn't changed the way he's rapped in 30 years. So listen to and how much we like it. Fire. Still, this nigga just put out a number one album last week, and you talking about somebody who's been rapping since the 90, 1992 the same way. That, that's cool. You keep the same fans with you. You're gonna be your number one forever. I mean, but the same fans. This nigga hasn't changed his style in have 30 you, years. Have you listened to Russ yet? Have you listened to Russ yet? I respect Russ without listening Stop to that it. shit. You haven't even listened to him. But so my point you is, can't talk to me about lyricism, and you haven't even listened to lyricists. You have you listened Russ? to YBN Cordae? You go argue with? Yes, I have. I have, nigga. Yes. Oh, okay. You know his first right. album reminded me of Born Center. I listened to Born Center today, and YBN Cordae's first album sounds almost exactly like Born Center, even though you don't I, fuck I, with Jay Cole. I listened to the joint. I listened to the joint today. I like Born Center. I think that was one of his best albums. Yeah, that album was great, man. That album was yeah, great. Born Center. I, I can't. I can't do nothing about that. But that Between being said, Friday man, Night Lights and Born Center. I appreciate you having me. I appreciate you taking some time out to join my show for once. Uh, we should do this again. This is great. 
This is great. Uh, I didn't really know I how. Mean, we only did it for like six months before this. Right. And now, you know, it's, 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 I have the equipment on my end to kind of take advantage of all this content I was just giving to you for free. Um, but like I said, with, the, with what happened to Kobe and it threw the, like I was writing the show, I was putting the show together right when it happened, threw everything off. Um, I didn't want to do anything on Monday. Tuesday rolled around, but I said, I want to be a content creator and, and the leader of this whole movement, Tiggy 10 Mill, would want me to put something out. Something. To do something so i called him and said hey <laughs> let me get your hottest of hot takes so i can put this show out tomorrow so i, I appreciate I you bro i appreciate you bro um shouts to the whole nvc media group shouts to sham guys shouts to coach shouts to dwight shouts to kwan shouts to kamikaze revy shouts to yada Shout out to you um rocks a lot i'm in the building uh shouts to my son fuss and mm-hmm. uh you know, I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, I'm, a, I'm a, I got some big news I'm finding out this weekend though, so maybe I have something to announce next week on the show. I'm, I'm still waiting to announce the On the Rocks report, man. Under the oh, MVC umbrella, man. man. You know, right now it's a special edition of the On the Rocks podcast, so we still working it out though. But I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate mm-hmm. everybody that listened to the show tonight. Uh, uh, so like, subscribe, follow, share, tell your friends about it, do all that shit. We appreciate you. This is the On the Rocks podcast. And we'll see you next week. Yo, 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 yo. This is Rocks a lot with the On the Rocks podcast. Actually, I'm the host. It's crazy. Um, this is another new segment we bring into the show. I'm getting ready to interview my dog, one of my favorite new rappers of 2019, the homie Jay Sinatra. He should be calling in any minute now. So what we're gonna do until he gets through is we gonna give you a little preview of the raps that he do bhmg broken hearts music group jason Sinatra, the interview coming right up This is Lord Willing by Jay Sinatra from the For the Family EP, now available on Tidal and all other platforms. Look, it's a different type of cloth now. Young nigga leveled up. Listen to these new niggas. Good luck trying to level up. We trying to get our bread up. Lord knows he never fed us. Being broke, got us fed up. This crown heavy, but I gotta keep my head up. Yeah, shit never scared us. Was too busy trying to run shit. It's about the size of a period. Small circles, what I run with. Went from doing dumb shit to trying to make it on the Forbes list. Too many greats came before us. Nigga, we just trying to keep the torch lit. Nah, they don't really hear us. See our vision as the picture gets clearer. The top couldn't be any nearer. I see a king when I'm staring in his mirror. Young nigga, the one nigga. Let me see your resume, what you done, nigga. Look at what I have become, nigga. Still standing here after staring at a gun, nigga. Real. Everybody always talking about like setting a bar, raising a bar, everything with this bar. Like, do I look like a club owner to y'all? I'm not. Here we go. Yo, yo, this is Rocks a lot with the On the Rocks podcast. What's going on? Doing good, family. How are you? 
I'm doing all right, man. I appreciate you taking some time out to hit me up. This is Jason Sinatra, correct? Absolutely. Hey, here we go. Like I said, thanks for making some time, man. How you doing today? I'm blessed, brother. Um, chilling, taking a little time off from last night. A little bit of recovery from the from the performance and everything like that. But oh man, tell me how that was, man. I, I, where'd you perform at, and how did it go? Uh, I performed at a place called the Haven Lounge uh, in Orlando. Okay. Um, very well, actually. A uh, crowd loved the performance. Yeah. Uh, they really got into it, got behind me performing the new records from the EP for the family for the first time. You know, so. Yeah. yeah they, they enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. Oh man, I'm so glad you brought up the EP too, man. I was just I was just running it back. I just played about two, three times in a row. Um, I was just playing Lord Willing when you called, matter of fact. Ah, crazy. That's actually one of the records I performed last night. Oh man, that gotta go off in the performance too, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's a whole another level to it, you know, when I actually perform it live. I mean, it's it's a great record audio wise, but live performance, yeah, it definitely takes it to the next level. Oh man. Yeah, it's gotta it's gotta be crazy, man. So you said you uh it was out there in Orlando, man. What's it like out there in Orlando? I was uh I actually was looking at it on Google Maps because I'm a little bit of a nerd. So I Google mapped it and it looks it's a lot out there, man. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Like everybody knows Orlando for like Disney and, and theme parks and all that stuff, but it's a lot more out here than the theme parks, man. Um it's a nice little rich culture out here, you know, for a lot of people who don't know. Um, downtown usually kind of like the mecca or the, or the spot to be as far as like nightlife and okay. you know, concert music scene and stuff like that but um, overall man Orlando is a beautiful place but they call it the city beautiful so you know, it's definitely a, a one of a kind place yeah it looked like it has a lot of lakes and stuff down there yeah a lot of lakes a lot of uh, greenery uh, if you're into those type of things <laughs> yeah it's, 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 a, it's a lot of everything down there Whatever your vice is, dude, they got it done. Yeah, and it looks like a really, really big metro area, too. Like, it's like a lot of city. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's spread out. City, yeah, and, and it's so many cities. Like, cause they got to divide it uh, amongst um, different counties. So, where I live, where I'm located right now, it's called uh, Seminole County. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they got Seminole County, Orange County, Osceola County, uh I want to say Lake County. They got all kinds of counties, bro. And they just kind of separate, keep that divide like that. So that way you know where you're at at all times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And speaking of which, is that where, uh, um, I guess I can call them the Four Horsemen, a.k.a. the the, the team, the Radicals. Um, My brothers. Your your brothers, Tizo, Swayze, uh, and Leron. How you say Leron? Uh, Laron, 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 yeah. yeah, man. Hey, I was listening to uh, the Four Horsemen Part One, bro. Y'all was on that joint like the Avengers, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers assembling, right? Yeah, <laughs> I had. To, I was digging through, you know, some of the songs on, on that that you had under your name on title and stuff, and I was like, man, these are some really consistent dudes, man. Like, it was it was just dope to go all the way back to like a 2018 song and see you still doing features on your recent EP with the same dudes. Those are your brothers for real. Yeah, yeah, they're my brothers for real, man. I mean, the only thing that can separate us is actual blood itself, but nah, that's, that's family, man, you know, still to this day. How did, um, how did y'all all link up? I mean, truth be told, it's kind of like uh, everything that kind of fell in place. Like, I, I first linked up with Tizo. Um, I reached out to him, and I asked him to be a part of my album, uh, Black. 
Okay. Like, yo, I got a feature in mind for you. Uh, check out the beat if you feel the beat. Then, you know, write to it. And we'll just go from there. So he hit me back. He's like, yo, this beat right here crazy. I was like, all right, cool. So can you do something to it? He's like, yeah. So he sends me back the verse. I hear the verse before I even lay down my verse. Um, <laughs> you you let him go first. <laughs> yeah, I let him go first. I let him go first. Crazy. He's actually on that first. Um, so I heard it and I was like, damn, this nigga's fast. Like, he, he went crazy. Right. So I was like, all right, this is what we on. So let's, let's have a little sparring match, you know, friendly competition back and forth. Um, and from there, it was like, okay, you're super talented, you're super dope. It's rare that you come across fitters of his caliber. And I was like, you know what? We got to make you the first signee, man. We got to make you the honorary, you know, first signee of, of BHMG, man. So that's how that came about. Well, that's dope. It was uh, just like pure mutual respect. You know what I mean? Sword, sharp, and yeah. sword. I mean, steel, sharp, and steel. Like that type of thing. And you was like, exactly. man. You know, oh, that's exactly. that's dope, man. Shout out to Tizo, man. Yeah, man. Tizo, he's one of a kind when it comes to this artistry and when it comes to just the art of rapping. Like, he's, he's a whole different entity, like, himself. Like, and a lot of people be like, man, it's crazy because it sounds like he was born with a rapping voice. Like, he was born to be a rapper. Oh, like, man, you know what? I'm always yeah. so jealous of dudes with dope rap voices, man. I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah, so it's like, and that's what I'm saying. With you being an artist and a rapper as well, you already know. Yeah, so yeah. Like, that's not something you can teach. That's something that has to be innate in someone. Yeah. Um, I, I getting, you born with that. That's like being born seven foot. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, with that natural gift, you know, so that's no dope. To be like, hey, you, you part of the team, man. You BHMG for real, for real. And how I came about LeBron. Yeah, um, I was getting ready to say LeBron when your boy came through with the uh, Lupe Fiasco "Touch the Sky" feature on top floor. <laughs> he did the yeah, most with man. that sixteen, man. That I, I Yo. was gonna say, shouts to him, man. I got my girl knows that verse, bro. <laughs> Word. Yeah, That's man, we, we've been playing top. I was playing top floor on vacation last year. I was playing it when I was in a good mood. I was playing it to get in a good mood, bro. Like, that was my right. joint. And so your boy, you know, I heard that verse a lot of times this year. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's for real, bro. That's love, man. I appreciate that a thousand percent, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But, um, so here your people. How y'all link up? How we linked up? Because truth be told, is Tizo and Dayo. They're both out in Texas. Oh, it's two um, dudes? Yeah, two dudes, two dudes. Oh, that's um, crazy. Yeah, so Gayo is in Texas with Tizo. He's actually the family of Tizo. So them two are actually family. Like, Damn. His sister, Tizo's sister married his brother. Let's go. This so, is the family for real. <laughs> yeah, so it was, like, it was like an automatic. When I heard him on another song that him and Tizo did for Tizo's mixtape series, I was like, yo, who is that? Tizo's like, yo, that's... <laughs> He was like, yo, that's, that's Dayo. You know, I've been rocking with him for a minute. We've been doing music for a minute. I was like, yo, this nigga sounds like, I don't know if you're familiar with him, GLC. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm very I familiar know. with GLC. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Go get her. I was like, yo, this <laughs> Heavy hitter. This nigga got a GLC fucking, uh, sorry for cursing. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is, we say what we want to say on this motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> okay, okay, set. But um, I was like, yo, he got like a GLC type voice and flow. And, you know, I was like, yo, that's crazy. I ain't never heard that shit like that. I was like, yo, put me on the record with this nigga. Just to kind of gauge and see what the chemistry's like and see what it sounds like. Yeah. All three of us, we together. Bro, 
I kid you not. We um we rapped over another instrumental was uh the thing about me, Kendrick Lamar joint. Oh um, man, I, pff, that's the dope instrumental bro, too. When I say every verse was riddled with bars, it was literally that, bro. It was literally like riddled with bars. Good lord. Like, that's dope, man. That it was already in my mind. But it just kind of got confirmed when uh, Dayo one night when I was in the studio, he hit me up. He's like, yo, bro, I know you don't know me, and I know I'm just teasing those people's, but hey, you think I can get down with y'all? Like, I want to be BHMG. I was like, nigga, you already did. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. That's dope, man. You're already part of the family, so hey, let, let's rock. Um, and definitely. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna get into the uh, the, the how uh, Swayze became a part of it. Go ahead, say what you're gonna say. No, I was actually getting ready to say, look, we can't leave out Swayze because you know what I mean. Like, might as well oh, the yeah. whole Four Horsemen. Oh yeah, absolutely. So Swayze. Now this was more close to home. Um, Swayze's actually a Florida native. Uh, I believe he was born and raised there. Okay. Um, how I came about Swayze, I came across his music later. Because I actually knew Swayze from back in the day when we used to work at the same spot. Like, we worked at the same time. Okay. Um, and he reached out to me. He's like, yo, I see what y'all doing on the gram. I see what y'all doing. Like, the moves y'all making with the label and stuff. He's like, yo, like, what's up with that? And I was like, it's funny that you reached out to me and hit me up. Because I was already, like, tracking, you know, what he was doing. Yeah. And I was like, yo, like, truth be told, bro, you fit the vibe. You fit the build as far as like the style of music you're making plus you got that nice little uh double threat you, you're a singer and a rapper so I was like, that's yo. all a hey, talent is talent yeah yeah actually i was like yeah, i could play in our benefits so i was like yo if you really want to be down with us bro just say the word we can go ahead and get some stuff worked out and uh bhmg you will be and he was like yeah man let's make that happen damn and, right um, that's how the full horsemen came together, man. We jumped in the group chat. The group chat was always lit. We was always bouncing ideas off each other. We was always like, yo, I want to collab with this. I want to do this and do that. And it just became like a huge family thing, man. It, it was not just music-centered. We just talked about everything. We talked about being men, being family men, you know, uh, relationship. It, we talked about everything, bro. That's what's it up. It really became like an actual family. And that's how the chemistry just kind of was just formed. It just formed organically. And that rolls right into the For the Family EP, man. You know what I mean? That's that's four real tight records that just basically show your entire range and basically uh, kind of highlights the family, the team that you got going on for you. I mean, like, what what was your motivation going into making the EP and, you know, it being four songs and naming it For the Family? It's crazy. Uh, let me get to the story on that. So the story behind For the Family, um, coming off of Black, the album, uh, the Finn Track album that I did, one producer, Charlie Brown, shout out to Charlie Brown, amazing producer uh, out of the Washington, D.C. area. Yes, sir. Um, I, I came off of that, and I was trying to figure out which way to go artistically. And, and at that point in time, I had an idea for a project, but it just didn't seem as genuine as this one. Mm. So, uh, you know, with me having my brothers at my disposal, you know, I, I threw out some ideas to them. They gave me the honest feedback. They was like, nah, you should do this. Instead of doing this, do that. You know, at that point in time, I knew I wanted to be a four-track EP. I didn't want to do no more than that. But I didn't really have a solid title that I was 100%, you know, like I believed in. So 
once I landed on sort of family, I was like, okay, I already got the, the concept just off of that name alone. So that's how I usually work. I take the name and work around that to develop mm. the actual content of the song. Yeah, um, people don't people don't like admitting that. People don't like so sometimes you come up with a dope idea and then you build the rest of it around that. And like I think that's dope sometimes. Nah, that's and a lot of people don't they don't like to even try that that method. They they tend to kinda of like go into it and wing it. But me personally I've always been a methodical person, bro. So for me it's like I gotta always thoroughly plan my stuff out, like a plan of attack before I even do something. Right, right, right. And and from there it was the the title and then the cover art, shout out to JD uh Mason. He's a guy out of the Virginia area. Okay, okay, VA two up, two down, that's where we at. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He did the cover art and I just fell in love with it because it symbolized exactly what I was trying to capture as far as the aesthetic and the feel of the project. It was two guys. I know you've seen the cover, but for people I'm staring it. right at it right now. It's gonna be on the um it's gonna be in the artwork too, trust. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's two uh gentlemen, two African American gentlemen, which is already something that was just profound to me. You know, they're dressed in black suits, suit and tied up, um, looking very professional, very business savvy. And they're standing in front of what I believe to be a, uh, I want to say like a, a, like a, like a Congress building or something like that. Like a courthouse and, maybe. Yeah, like a courthouse or something. And it just seemed to be about the business. I was like, you know what? Not only does that, but it showed that, that that unity of like, yo, I am my brother's keeper. I am, you know, this is my family. We're going to go as far as we go together. Yeah. Exactly. Like, we ride together, all that good stuff. So, And that's how for the family just kind of came together so easily. I was like, yo, from the cover art to the title, the songs, man, that's how we came out with uh, for the family. That's what's up, man. Let me ask you this. I'm always really, really curious about this. Um, how do you pick your beats? You have a you have a great <laughs> ear for production. I know you had your production's flawless, and I always tell people that half the battle as a rapper or MC is just picking a dope beat. I'm like, if you could just pick dope beats to rap on, you you've done yourself half the work. Absolutely, brother. Um, how I come across my production, man, it just really has. I mean, a lot of people say like they go into it and they'll they'll write prior to the beat, but for me personally. It has to tie in to the overall theme of the project. Like I said, I'm a very methodical person. So a lot of times before I even start a project, I'll have a central theme of what I want to actually uh, talk about or what I want the message to be. Right, right. And, uh, from there, I look for those particular type of beats, you know, that's going to cater to that sound, that's going to really bring this thing to life. Mm-hmm. And um, once I get that, then that's when I start putting, you know, the bars together, the hooks, you know, the songs, the actual titles and stuff like that. But usually that's how I go about, bro. I, I just, I, I hone in on one particular central theme and just uh, pick the beats off of that. So does the does the BHMG, do you guys have in-house producers? Uh, we we had uh, one by the name of D.A. Gombang, which is actually, huh, you're going to be blown away by this <laughs> Which is actually the younger brother of Swayze, believe it or not. <laughs> younger brother of who? Of Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, man. 
for the family so, couldn't uh, fit better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's really a family affair, like for real. There's so much um, talent. I mean, I, I get it. You know what I mean? There's so much talent right right in the family. <laughs> yeah. So um, he happens to he happened to be one of the um, the in house producers. And then we actually started collaborating with another guy by the name of Young Abso that um, I came across uh, through due to Swayze. Like Swayze was working with him. He uh, did a couple records with him, and he was feeling his chemistry and, and feeling his uh, vibe as far as like musically. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, you know, I, I chopped it up with him. I was like, hey, you know, you want to be a part of BHMG? You know, let's go ahead and make that happen because your sound fits what we're doing artistically. So, and then, you know, that didn't work out, though. I'm not going to act like that That was a full-fledged thing. I mean, okay. it was like a good two to three-month run that we did that. Okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, he just he expressed that he wanted to do something different. You know, he wanted to go a different route. Well, and you know. I understood that. Seasons change, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let, let me ask you this: uh, Do you remember your first rap that you wrote? Oh man, <laughs> bro, you take me back, man. This is ten plus years, dog. Like <laughs> ten plus. Oh man, you making me show my dad. Do I got to? Do I need to share first? Mine was like. It's the return of the dragon that kept his pants sagging. 15 years old, I'm at food line bagging. Okay? Let's go. <laughs> that was my first shit. And matter of fact, it was like a poem at first, but then I realized poems was really raps. And I was like, oh, I have a career. Yeah. They're low-key raps, dog. They're, they're more poetic raps. That's all they really are. Yeah, man. Like, I had a whole story about that shit, but go ahead. Well, you remember your first rap? Ah. Man, you gonna make me feel bad. Cause I really don't remember my first rap. Like I, this is back in the Notepad ten days. You feel me? Like not the phone phase, but the oh, you notepad. write your raps on the phone? Yeah, I put mine on the phone, man. Oh I, I man, I was like, you know, I'm not gonna be carrying around a million and one. Hey, I know, I feel you, bro. Oh man, uh, and no, no, no disrespect to people who still do that, rock. Like no disrespect. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't do it. I don't see myself doing that. So, and plus, I like to have my shit like in the event that, say, for example, I'm moving so much to a point where I can't get to a pen and pad. I got my phone right here, so I can jot down my lyrics right in my phone. Like, oh man, always, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm a, but, I'm, um, I'm an old school. I still I always have a book bag with me. My book bag always has a rap book in it. Always. Man, I, 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 <laughs> I respect that, bro. Because that's the true essence of this shit. Like, nah, for real. Like, that's the true essence of this shit, bro. Like, people don't understand. Like, we've gotten so comfortable with technology to a point where it's like, even something as simple as writing rhymes, it's become so electronical and so technologically sound. Like, it's like bump the pen and pad. Like, that's that's how the pioneers did it. It's just, I, mean? I can't, I can't put the flow together. In text, I just can't do it. It's just something about writing it. It's easier to keep the flow together than it is when I when I when I try to type it in. You know, I I have like a super Galaxy Note 10 Plus. I could handwrite it if I wanted to, and it would turn into text. But like, it's just something about the pen and paper that makes it more tangible for me. I don't know, man. Exactly, and you and don't feel bad, bro. There's a lot of MCs out there that feel that way. That's like, yo, it's just something about that pen and that pad and the feel of it. You know, my hand. Like yeah. actually sliding across the paper and me forming these words with my hands, like it's something about that, and and I understand that, you know. Like I said, I used to be in that, but I had to switch over, you know, as I as things started getting more hectic and crazy. 
Before we get into the lightning round of hot takes, because I want to get you on the record on a few things, just because that's what we do. Um, on, uh, I think it was Lord Willing. I think you said that you was the the voice of your generation. Why do? You, what makes you feel like the voice of your generation uh, in your music? Because at this point in time, I've I've experienced a lot of growth um, from where I first started. Speaking of, by the way, I'm gonna kind of flashback to what we were talking about just recently. I don't happen to remember my old rap, but I do happen to know the moniker that I went behind. Ooh, I take that. <laughs> I take that. What's your old rap name? Oh. Man, you're going to get me for this one, bro. Uh, I don't know why I'm even telling this to the world. Let's go. <laughs> I went by the name of Robbery, bro. <laughs> <laughs> robbery? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo. Hey, look, don't, don't, don't feel bad. My other co-host, his name is Revy now. But before he was Revy, he was Blaze. So as you can imagine, he went through quite the transformation. <laughs> So I'm just glad that you're a more positive individual now. You don't got to go by robbery. <laughs> oh, man. It went from robbery, bro. I'm going to tell you the, the evolution. It went from robbery. I had another change. <laughs> it was J-R. Like J-A-Y dash R. Okay. I mean, you know, you was <laughs> growing. Yeah, I'm a junior, too. Like my, okay. I'm an actual junior to my father. That's um, what's up. Shouts to Pops. Yeah. Let me take Junior and just ride with that. And I was like, let me do JR. I thought that was smooth. It was kind of like on some, like, low-key Drake shit. Okay, you know. <laughs> I feel you. I was like, nah, that ain't me. That ain't me. And then that's when I came across J. J-E-H, like it's spelled today. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I was rocking with that for a very long time. And then, you know, one of my partners that I used to rap with, he was like, you missing something, bro, in your name. And I was like, what you mean? He was like, so one day when we in the studio, he was like, yo, you missing something, bro. Like, Jay's cool, but you need something else to it. And then that's when I took on the persona, I guess the alter ego of Sinatra, which is kind of the smooth cat, the cat that don't have to say too many words. You know he in the building. You feel his presence. Type yeah. Of thing. yeah. And that's when I just pieced that two together. I was like, Jay Sinatra, and it has a nice little smooth, run on with it too like, it's a it, very it, dope rap name bro it is a very yeah. dope rap name <laughs> and, <laughs> no and bullshit. plus i'm a huge thank you thank you plus i'm a huge fan of frank sinatra too man shout out to him rest in peace i'm a huge fan of his man so so i mean since okay i gave you my first rap my um my first rap name <clears throat> was uh um was rome ski rome ski yeah rome ski and um hey. Well, I mean, my first rap name came about in like 1997, though. So, you know, like a couple years later, Ski Ski and all that. And so, you know, I'm a little older. So, you know, I was around when AOL Instant Messenger was coming about. So you had to come up with these screen names. And I was like, Rome Ski. Uh. So I was like, I need to come up with something a little harder than that. And then that's kind of where yeah. Rocks A Lot came from. So and then but like. I was just telling my homeboy the other day, <laughs> I was like, I've never changed my rap name since I was like 17 because I'm like, what if somebody remembers those old raps? I don't want, I want them to know it's still me. <laughs> like, it's Not literally like, it's that's like 16, 17 years later, bro. And I'm like, nah, I want it to be the same name they remember from, from high school. <laughs> nah, it's, it's funny that you said, nah, it's real, bro, because you don't want it to be a situation where somebody, like you said, stumble across the music 
like from years ago and be like, man, this ain't the same nigga. This ain't the same guy. Like, yeah, oh, man. Like, <laughs> you know, we be. I mean, like, I'm a little, I'm a little further along than you is with this thing, but you be holding on, bro. You gonna be holding on too. <laughs> like maybe they oh, just. Yeah. Nah, but anyway. Oh, yeah. The last thing I wanted to do was some real quick um, generic rapper hot take stuff that I like to just put rappers on the record about certain things. How you feel about these this new generation of young rappers? Oh, the new generation of rappers, man. I, I feel like they're needed. Um, I might not necessarily be the biggest fan of their music. I'm not saying I don't rock with some of it. Um, I definitely rock with some of Little Baby's music. Uh, you know, the baby got, we be having a lot of pops, man. Yeah. Um, Baby is a hot I name. A, yeah, yeah, he he's rookie of the year right now, man. Like he's really taking it there. Like, and a lot of people they they say what they say about him. There might be some negative comments there and there, but you can't disrespect this man's grind and his hustle. Like this man works. And the energy's hard to deny too. The energy, just like the energy in general. Yeah, yeah like his energy is always on a thousand, and just his work ethic is like crazy. Like he stays dropping. Stays in that studio and he stays putting out work. Yeah, the consistency. Good work, so it's like, yeah, it's consistent. So I can't, I can't knock that man for that. What about um, your, um, man. what about your little YBNs and NBAs and what about those? I can't say I, I listened to the NBA, but I've definitely uh, tapped into YBN. Of course, Corday, Corday, yeah, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, for it, I. That was he the biggest the- surprise of last year for me, almost. Corday's album. What? Yo, that album is classic, bro. It was crazy. Certified. It was crazy. Already, his first album is classic. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, nah, I've tapped into him because I just feel like he has such a promising future as long as he stays on the path that he's on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't allow the politics to get to him. It doesn't allow all the industry bullshit to get to him. Like, you know, he might go off one day and try to be on this gotta get a hit this this hit search and like nah bro stay on the lane that you're in like, kind of like in that lane j cole in his early in his career where he felt like he had to chase that hit his first album exactly right and right usually that's always the downfall of new artists they always like i gotta get this hit mm-hmm. so i hope as long as you don't do that man he'll be good um i think it was the newer generation man. nah hot take ghost writers how you feel about it Ghost Riders. Ghost Riders. In hip in hip hop, man. Yeah, man. Come in on, bro. I, I just I need like I, I need like six bars. Just give me like six bars, or just give me like a melody or something I can use to finish this verse off. Come on, bro. What you think about that? I feel like honestly, in hip hop, <laughs> it, it, it's such a it's such a taboo thing because it's like you don't want to admit to being the rapper who has a ghostwriter and I get it collaboration happens when two artists in the studio and they you know coming up with things on the spot mm-hmm. however it's not respected in our culture and it's not respected in our genre of music and I understand why because it's, it's an authenticity thing it, it, it challenges authenticity when it comes to MCs and rappers it really does because it's like okay you're rapping these words but if these words didn't come from you, how can these be sellable? How can I believe this? How can I buy into this? Mm. I can't. Mm. It's not coming from you. It's not your words. It's not your thoughts. It's not your feelings being communicated to me. So the authenticity is gone. So does uh, BHMG have like a media training department, bro? 
a media training? What yeah, do you like do, do they do they have somebody that sits you down and prepares you for interviews with media outlets such as this? Because you 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 <laughs> dope, bro. Like like thank thank. I, I I love nah, I love I love what you I love how you sound and, you know in these replies combine that with the music like just getting the whole picture of you as the artist man like I am officially a hundred percent a fan bro like I'm a I'm a whole fan of yours man I gotta I gotta let you know now I gotta give you a round of applause man thank you brother thank you your whole nah, team man, the movement I, dope man I'm fucking with it honestly bro and I appreciate a hundred and thousand hundred thousand percent. Honestly, bro, it's, it's not necessarily something that we prepared for. It, this is all coming from the heart. Like, everything that I'm saying to you is coming directly from me and my spirit. You yes, know, sir. like I said, I've had a lot of time to grow within this game and within this market and this genre um, and this industry. As far as myself, I just look at it like this. Like, this is me. You know, like, this This is who I am. Yeah, man. And I can't change that. You know, like, this is who I'm always going to be. I don't have to fake anything. Who you who you see is what you get, you know, and, and that's what I, I always kind of put into my uh, interviews and stuff like that. Yeah, and, I, and just, you know, take it, I mean, we all know that, that, that doing this and, and being this kind of hip-hop artist is just not easy, and you have to really want it. You have to be authentic. You have to really be yourself and, 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 most importantly, you gotta have the music, man. Hey, don't nothing start without the music. And y'all, y'all are making some yeah. really high quality dope shit. Like there's not a lot of people that I hear their song went randomly one day and I end up playing it for, you know, the next seven, eight, nine months and it's in all my playlists and now I'm calling them on the phone and interviewing them on my podcast, man. So it says a lot about what nah, y'all what y'all bring to the table, man. So I really appreciate your time. Nah, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate uh, real old hands, man. Yeah, shouts to Vic. <laughs> shouts yeah, to my homeboy Vic, Vic Sham guy. Uh, you know the whole MVC yeah. media group. Exactly, um, man. Shout out to them guys, man. That's where it started, you know. And I saw what you was doing as a co-host, you know, filling in for uh, Sham guy. And I was like, yo, dude, is dope. Yeah, I love his, his perspective and his point of view. You're, you're funny as hell too, bro. I'm be honest. With hey, you, man, you have to have a job. Right? <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I'd be like, God damn, this nigga is funny. Yeah, I would say it won't my show, so I feel like I could just go off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, yo, this guy is hella funny, man. He's, he's good people, man. I, I definitely rock with him, man. So, nah, I appreciate y'all, man, for giving me these outlets and giving my team the outlet. Yeah. Um, Any other shout outs you want to give, man? I definitely want to say shout out to the whole BHMG. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Them guys know who they are, man. They know what they do. But um, shout out to them. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Candice, who always pushed me to be a better man and Let's a better go. artist and every day. I love that. Um, I love it. Say, absolutely. Uh, I definitely want to say shout out to all the other indie artists that I have collabed with or who's just on their grind doing their thing, man. Keep working. Stay consistent, stay hungry, and just stay motivated, man. It's, it's going to come. It's always going to happen. But you just got to keep working for it. Keep working for it man. Hey, that's what's up, bro. Hey, look, man, I really appreciate your time. Um, shout out to your family. Blessings to you and your whole team, man. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. Just keep me posted on what's coming next, man. I'm a fan. Absolutely, man. Oh, real quick, I do have another project coming. I can't put too much details out there about it. But just know, uh, probably in the next couple of months, I will be dropping another project. In the meantime, a slew of uh, singles will be coming as well, too. So. Yes, sir. We'll be looking out for that, man. I appreciate your time, bro. I'm going to holler at you. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. No problem. All right, bro.
That was Jay Sinatra. That was the interview. This is the On The Rocks podcast. Shouts to BHMG. Shouts to Jay Sinatra.